0: People are going to look at everything you did because of the hype surrounding your arrival and what they think you can be. I'm Grant Wall, and this is American Prodigy, Freddie Adu, from Blue Wire Podcast.
1: Hi, this is Alon Kirkland, and you listen to the SteelerNation.com podcast.
0: Hello, Steeler Nation, and welcome to your SteelerNation.com podcast, sponsored by Total Sports Enterprises. I'm your host, G Striker, and with me back again by popular demand Jordan DeFigio. Jordan how you doing today? Hey I'm pretty good. How are you? Oh I'm, I'm doing great now. Um, I'm loving that wall behind you. Very Steelers. Very Penguins. Very Pittsburgh. Yeah. And it's a wild the, ride. And, and you're smart too because a lot of people don't utilize their hats as being able to be hang up on your walls and I always do that just with like a thumbtack and hang them on the thumbtack. Yep. I'm not sure what you use.
1: That's exactly what I use. Just a little push pin. And they're excellent decor. They (laughs) take up space. They
0: they really accent
1: the color of the paint on my wall.
0: And Steeler Nation just want to quickly go over our sponsor. They're doing a 21 days of Christmas here. And as you can see, today they are giving away a Juju Smith Schuster autographed mini helmet. So all you have to do is jump on uh, at total sports ent and retweet it and you're entered for a chance to win. They're giving away stuff every day. During the games they give away stuff every they have, they have deals every quarter. Don't give away stuff every quarter, but of course, you know, they give a uh, something away each win and this time we've fell outside of that ability to be able to see what they're giving away this time, but at least every day they have this going on and 45% off of everything on their online store and that is at that is tse shop.com So roll on over there. If you guys want to find some great gifts here for the holidays and see if I can find my other window. (laughs) So (laughs) it disappeared. I know. Right. (laughs) So we're 11 and 0 now and the Ravens officially cannot win the division. um, And we looked terrible. Uh, It's though. It was our sixth sweep of the Ravens uh, in their history of us playing them together since 97 Uh, third for Tomlin And the first time since we've done it since 17. So how did that game feel to you watching once we finally got around to being able to watch the game here, Jordan?
1: (laughs) Oh my goodness. I'll tell you what, I'm trying not to be too bitter about it because if the game had happened on Thanksgiving, I would have been there. Uh, But because uh, they changed it to friends and family only at Heinz field, then uh, that kind of ruined those plans for me. But it was honestly kind of exactly what I was expecting.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It was messy on both sides. And yes. that was kind of, you know, warranted on Baltimore's end because they were playing with so many second and third string guys on offense. And the, so I will say while I was watching the game, I was frustrated angry annoyed stressed everything every because all of the above all of the above because I just kept thinking we should be killing this team right now why are we not racking up points however in the days that have followed the more I've thought about it the more that I've kind of rewatched watched the highlights and stuff yeah we were just a handful of dropped passes yeah. Away from really having a blowout. One. Yes. Two, we also were dealing with injuries because Stefan Tuit was out on the on the COVID reserve list, and so was James Conner. And we had our own things that we were dealing with. Also, it was just a really freaking weird scenario altogether to have that large of a gap in between games to be playing at 3 40 on a Wednesday. So I've kind of talked myself off the ledge a little bit and now I'm just happy that we won and that we're 11 and 0 and we can kind of move on from this whole mess.
0: And I'm just jumping right here because the, for some reason the podcast didn't go through or the live broadcast didn't go through yet for, um, for Facebook. So I'm putting this, this up, we're launching this live and hopefully it goes this time. This time it looks like it's running through. Okay, good. Now we're live on Facebook. Hello, Facebook. You only just missed our sponsor for Total Sports Enterprises and the initial intro, but welcome with us. We have the lovely Jordan DeFigio with us instead of Hunter. Hunter can't be here. He also runs his own company from home, so he's got to interview clients and meet with clients. And every once in a while, he can't make our, our games, but we're talking the Ravens games. We were a little disappointed with the way that worked out, though, I mean, Ben still worked well. He still mm-hmm. had, um, you know, as good as a game as he could have had, even with so many drops. I went through and I counted the drops. I counted uh, three for Deontay, two for Chase, and two for Ebron. The one was defended uh, that um, okay. That Chase was uh, there. So, like, I, I don't really push that as a big drop on him. But still, I mean, but that's three, four, five, six, seven right there just off the bat. And At, how of many of those three. were in the red zone? Oh, gosh. They're back-to-backs on the first time they were <laughs> down there in the red zone. Jordan, you're right about that. Uh, uh, so only managing one, one sack. But 51, everybody's like, he threw the ball 51 times. They can't win the ball throwing the ball 51 times. It's like, honestly, they can. I mean, Steeler fans, we have to now start getting used to, we are a run-and-shoot team. Mm-hmm. we are not we're not going to run the football effectively it looks like we can still win football games without running it effectively uh the the patriots have shown that you don't need a running game to win multiple championships uh, you mm-hmm. just have to have a, a running game to, to to balance enough and Steelers do have that they're still making a couple plays here for first downs even though mm-hmm. Snell like ripped off that one that looked like it was third and three I, I think and they gave it to him it looked like he had no chance and bounced it outside yeah. and picking up the first down so as long and they still ended up making that first down at the end of the game to ice the game as well so they're running the ball well enough their ball control offense is their running game I mean and the only thing that's hurting it now is dropping passes (laughs) so if they uh if they clean that up which I'm sure they can I mean it's just such a weird day like I saw a couple tweets that I thought were hilarious too it's it's you see all the Steelers dropping passes and the tweet goes out, well, you know, they're not used to seeing Ben throw footballs on Wednesdays because as all (laughs) Steeler fans know, Wednesday is Ben's day off. He doesn't throw to anybody on Wednesday. They made him play a football game on a Wednesday when he never normally throws the ball anyway. So love to see at least. um, (laughs) I mean, it was just such a weird way to watch a game. I mean, it's 340 in the afternoon. I mean, I wake up in the morning. I'm excited to watch the game. Obviously, like, NFL network, that's all they're talking about is the Mm -hmm. Ravens-Steelers game. There's so much news coming out on the COVID. Who's going to show up? Who's not? And then Pouncey coming off and not being able to play. And, you know, their running backs ended up not clearing COVID yet, so they couldn't Mm -hmm. play. And um, so it made for a lot of drama throughout the day. But starting that game at 340, I'm sitting there like I'm excited. I'm watching the game, but it just felt weird. It almost felt like a Sunday, but not a Sunday, because I expected another game to be on either before it or after it it was just such a weird way to watch a football game and sure, sure <laughs> Steeler nation. I don't know how you feel about it too, but that was a weird way for that. And the first time I've ever experienced, you know, an afternoon game, I, I felt badly too for our working Steeler nation friends and family that are, you know, that are workers that can't take off and had to watch it either on delay, hopefully if they could or not watch it at all. I had some friends that said they couldn't even see it at all.
1: Oh, uh, they had no
0: way of recording it. And I, it, my heart goes out to them because that's not what the NFL is for. The NFL is for us to have a relief from all this COVID craziness going on and, and quarantining, and and just give us a, a a chance to root on our our team that we love to death.
1: Yeah, it was disorienting for sure. So if it was if it felt that weird and off for us just watching the game, it had to have felt just so bizarre for the guys who were playing in it. So yeah. I I honestly could you could even attribute a lot of the the miscues and the dropped passes to just that overall blanket of weirdness that yeah covered the the whole afternoon it was just it was weird
0: and still I have to give kudos to John Arbaugh at least for getting his players ready to, to yeah. play that was something what I didn't think that they were going to have a chance because they were missing both of their starting centers and their starting long snapper um, mm. So they had a long snapper that's never snapped in the NFL and a center that's never snapped in the NFL starting in this game. And they did relatively well. I didn't see any yeah. issues. With the center exchanges. Uh, the one was high on one of the one of the kicks. Um, I remember the extra point or if it was the field goal, but they, the uh, holder did a good job of getting that one down. Um, but yeah, the only exchange that was the issue was the quarterback, um, running back exchange on the read option that Mm RG three put on the ground and (laughs) Vince Williams got his easiest fumble recovery of his career.
1: It was just gifted to him right there. Here you go.
0: Yeah. So Snell still ended up with 60 yards, not a, an an incredible performance, but not horrible. What we've been seeing is these 30 yard performances. So I was happy with the way that and Tomlin even mentioned that Benny Snell did a great job with what he was given. He was making plays Mm -hmm. despite what the offensive line was doing and what the Ravens were doing also with the gap blitzes. So, you know, hats off to Snell for tough yards in a tough game, in a tough situation. And today we have a new leading receiver for the game. Eric Ebron is the first time he's led the team in receiving uh, for the game. He had seven catches for 54 yards. Chase really close, six for 52. Deontay eight for forty six, and then Juju Smith Schuster eight yard, eight receptions, only thirty seven yards. But they were all great, needed receptions, mm-hmm. and an excellent touchdown out of one of those. Yeah. Uh, one of those eight.
1: Yeah, it really doesn't matter w- what your numbers are in terms of yardage if you if you can make those splash plays and just fight fight for yards when they count and get really hard nosed and also score. You're going to have yourself a great game and have a huge impact
0: on it. And Juju scored his sixth touchdown this game. He has now doubled the amount of touchdowns he scored last year. You know, people still don't want to give Ben credit for, you know, being a good quarterback, but heck, he's got twice the amount of touchdowns that he had last year. We've got another guy that's a rookie with 10 touchdowns already. So, you know, this is just a phenomenal – outpouring of what they're able to do with Ben back Uh, Mm -hmm. Benny Snow also had three receptions for 33 yards so you combine his total yardage he's close to 100 yards with Mm -hmm. 93 yards in his contributions so that kind of goes to show the kind of game he had Washington two big catches the one being the biggest of the game to ice the game and even Anthony McFarlane had a nice catch and run for 17 yards on a screen and uh, Ray Ray with another catch and run for eight yards so it was a Nice game getting it around to everybody on yeah. the Yeah. very
1: evenly distributed which again I feel like we talked about it last week but it's hard to it's hard to defend against an offense where every guy is able to contribute in that way because if yeah. double team one guy it just opens up the field for the rest of them. It's just it's really difficult yeah. to to shut down an offense with that many weapons.
0: Yeah. And Red zone efficiency was down. Usually we're around 68%. We were one for four in this game. Third downs did all right. Six for 14, not great, uh, but not horrible, especially since we held the Ravens to three for 13. Uh, the the 0 for 2 on the the fourth downs, those were tough situations. So there's a short yardage situations. You're expecting at least to pick up one of them. Unfortunately, we didn't pick up either. Um, and they picked up their fourth down. So it kind of extended the game, made it a little closer. Um, but Steelers still own the time of possession in that game, 33 and a half minutes to 26 and a half. And they're doing it with pass attack. They're not they're they're not doing it with running at all.
1: Yeah, they've really found a way somehow to control the clock. And you saw that at the very end of the first half with the miscommunication on Baltimore's end and the and the total breakdown of play calling where we we were able to just kind of get get even not not having possession of the ball we were controlling the clock and you just love to see it
0: yeah um though I will give kudos to the offensive line they held Ben without a sack now for four straight games which is a new record for the Steelers their record previously before this run was two games in a row not being sacked now Ben has gone four games without being sacked so they're going to have a tougher time, I know, against Washington this upcoming week, but at least yep. to do something that they haven't done, pairing that with the, the incredible job they're doing on defense. They're, they're doing some interesting stuff. Liam, you have a question there asking if the Steelers can contain him? Let me know who, who you're asking, who they can contain, and I'll answer that question for you. Um, and Steelers, like we're saying, too, they're number two in the NFL in time of possession. So, only one team are ahead of the Steelers, and the Titans are four minutes behind the Steelers, and they the, have the, the huge, awesome running game with king yeah. and henry and that's huge a four minute difference in time of possession throughout eleven games is a huge amount of time difference mm-hmm. in time of possession it's going to show you that the Steelers are still possessing the football without a running game I mean, yeah. essentially, we are a bulk we are a run and shoot path ball control offense. Through the air, and it's it's. it's I've never seen it. Steeler fans, I know it feels a little unsettling to watch, but it is working.
1: It is, and I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that they do tend to stick to the kind of chip shot type throws. They're not always airing it out down the field because that that's that I think is what people associate with yeah. the lack of time of possession control. If you're just constantly bombing the football but they do a lot of kind of short throw grind away uh really wear down on the defense which is in some senses kind of similar to a running game where you're trying to just wear down that front seven of the defense and it would be nice if if the run game could click a little bit more than it has been but we haven't needed it to because we've still Held onto the ball and found a way to really effectively utilize the passing
0: game. And teams' job is normally to make an offense one dimensional. And usually Mm -hmm. what that means is take away the run and force them to pass and beat them with your pass rush because they can't run the ball. Steelers are already going into games knowing their offense is one dimensional and and teams still can't stop it. Uh You've got teams like Tennessee and you've got teams like Baltimore, which are built to beat teams like this their pass rush didn't get to Ben this this past game albeit you know they didn't have judon judon i thought was their best pass rusher who was sitting out mm. today or for that for the game on wednesday but you know still they they still ran some nice blitzes they were still getting good pressure uh, hausner had a problem there early on in the game where he just didn't block anybody on the one play and they kind of jailbreaked in there but you know it, it's still to ben's ability to get that getting that ball out faster than anyone else in the league and this is the guy that always held on to the football way too long Ben's always getting Mm -hmm. killed it's tough to bring down he's making that play happen but no he's getting that ball out
1: (laughs) he is and it's really working for him so just keep it up Ben seriously
0: and the Ravens too their defensive lineup their secondary was healthy they have the best secondary to match up against our defenders because all their guys can play man tight Mm -hmm. and we have very talented receivers. Our guys are going to get open, but it makes it for a tougher route when they're playing man tight and, um, hitting these receivers off the line. And so I don't see another team being able to do what the Ravens do with enough talent in their secondary that the Ravens Mm -hmm. have, because the Ravens are the opposite of us. They can draft like cornerbacks. No problem. They find them everywhere in the draft. Whereas we can pick up, Wide receivers, no problem. We find them everywhere in the draft. And I'm starting to think maybe it's because we have Ben Roethlisberger. (laughs) I
1: mean, I have a feeling that's a big part of it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, we have a nice skill set of the receivers that we have, but Ben Roethlisberger being able to distribute to those skilled guys Mm -hmm. is amazing. And let's move to the defensive side of the ball. I mean, we got some great things occurring. This is the, in the past 18 games where the Steelers have a defensive touchdown. Steelers are 18 and 0 now. Uh, They haven't let up. They, they've been letting up less than 20 points for now their fourth straight game. And there's been 61 turnovers since 2019, which is number one in the NFL. And our favorite stat, they are now still number two in the NFL all time for a sack every game for 68 straight games. Looking to tie Tampa Bay when Tomlin coached the defensive backs on that team. Wow on what with the Washington with one sack they will tie that Tampa Bay team of having its sack in 69 consecutive games for the number one record in the NFL. Oh,
1: let's do it. I I've been keeping an eye on that stat all season. I typically don't hone in on one particular thing, but ever since they first said that that streak that we had going, they mentioned it. I was like, "Oh my goodness, we need to keep it going." please. This is awesome. And they have all season. They've been in quarterback's faces. It's awesome.
0: And and you've got to put it into context, 69 games. That's over four seasons. Yeah. Over four seasons. They'd have a sack in every game. That is just, it's like a, um, the hitting rule when you have a consecutive games with a hit in Major League Baseball. It's that kind mm. of longevity stat. And it's right around the same yeah. number, right around 46 or something. So, uh, <laughs> so kudos yeah. to the Steelers for keeping up that level of consistency, even for having teams that were not great uh, defensively starting off. Yeah. I remember that they were only good at rushing the passer. The secondary was not as good. And then, of course, last year where the defense had to make the plays to help us win games. It's been a really nice longevity stat that a lot of different Steelers, both that have been on our team previously and that are currently on, can really hang their hat on if that's something that we'd be able to get. One more sack against Washington, Mm -hmm. and they have it. And speaking of sacks now, Watt Watt leads the league in sacks with two more in that game. Hayward adding a sack. Eight TFLs. Watt had three. Bud had two. Unfortunately, now we've lost Bud for the season. What are Uh. your thoughts, Jordan, on Bud going down and his contributions to this team.
1: Well, he was having a career year. Yeah. So he was. he was. He, not to downplay the loss of Bud Dupree, because that's huge. That's huge for the Steelers to lose a player of that caliber, especially after losing Devin Bush. So they, the speed that those guys have and just that yes. raw athleticism, it's not something that you can recreate in other people. However, I think that this year we've seen more than ever before these guys on this team. They're made up of players who are ready to go and ready to have their number called. Mm. And it's happened with a handful of injuries over the course of the season when Bush went down and Spillane had to step up, and he did. And I... I don't necessarily think that we're going to see the same level of maybe defensive statistical production but if losing Bud Dupree is the one thing that's going to keep us from winning a Super Bowl then we probably weren't going to win the Super Bowl anyway. So wow. I I think that we'll see what happens but honestly I I feel worse for him I do than I do for the team because yeah. of how great he was playing and this being a contract year for him. It's just, it, that's not something you want to see happen to a, a guy who's just a great dude and an amazing football player and athlete. So it's it's unfortunate and really sad and it feels like another name to add to the list of 1 million people who have gone down with a torn ACL this season. But I, th- I think the Steelers will be fine, but uh, we'll see.
0: That's my giant cat. Yeah,
1: that is a giant cat. No wonder it, it. they need their own room. Oh my gosh. Yes.
0: <laughs> Perfectly said, Jordan. Yeah. Excellent points. I I a hundred percent with you on all of them and well said it's going to come down now to Next Men Up, which looks like Adeni um, and um, Highsmith coming on. And fortunately, the Steelers were able to find and draft Highsmith. I remember during the draft, I'm with you, Steeler Nation. It was like, you know, who's this, who's this guy out of mm-hmm. Charlotte, UNC Charlotte? And until I reviewed his film, went back and checked him out. I mean, he is really a high-motor guy, just like, just like Watt. And he's athletic. He already had that really nice climbing the ladder interception against Lamar Jackson in that first game against the uh, Ravens. And that was a big part of us winning that game. So I'm excited to see what he can do having the ball a little bit more. I know he had a nice tackle for loss, too, in the previous game. Not this past Ravens game, but the previous game. He had a good Mm -hmm. TFL uh, in the backfield on a running back. So, you know, is he – Bud Dupree, no. Nobody has that quick twitch yeah. and that that elite, elite speed that Bud Dupree really has coming off of that edge. And really, he's just done such a great job not only rushing the passer but setting the edge in the running game. It's, it's a two-man job, right. it sounds like, and they're going to be utilizing both guys to try to get the best out of each of them for setting that edge against the run and for rushing the passer and getting pressure in the passing game. <clears throat> so, I mean – my heart aches for Bud Dupree, but also as a Steeler fan, my heart is excited to see what High Smith and Ola can do as well. Because Ola's put together some good films the previous couple of uh, training camps, and, uh, and just from what we saw in limited action. And I, I'm surprised, I don't know if you're as surprised as I am, Jordan, but it's rare when you already had a guy that was taking a lot of snaps like Ola was. And then we get into the season and then you start seeing his snaps diminish and high Smith snaps being a rookie. Mm-hmm. Who's not going to be a starter. who wasn't even looking to be a starter, but he's kind of like shown that he can do this. He was kind of like the backup swing guy. So they just throw him in whenever like bud needed a rest or Watt was going to get a breather. They just kind of threw him in either spot. So I'm really yeah. excited to see what he can do on a full-time basis like Spillane, I had no idea what he could do. And he, yeah. right out of the box getting a pick six. I mean, it's just like, Hey, thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Welcome to the team. Yep. But, but this is, but this is uncharted territory. Uh, we don't know what's going on with Nelson either yet. So, you know, it's, it's something that we got to keep an eye on. Um, I just wanted to mention too, that with the, uh, the 17 TFLs and the uh, 11 sacks, TJ Watt leads the league in both categories. He's also now the defensive player of the month. And, rightly, rightly so. Yep. And he passed Aaron Smith for number eight all time on sacks for the Steelers. Wow, so good for that good, guy. Good kudos to that guy. He's just killing it. The Steelers mm. also held the Ravens to under 100 yards passing. Now, I'm surprised because I didn't think that they were going to do it with RG3. R- I, I think mm-hmm. personally that RG3 is a better throwing passing quarterback than Lamar Jackson. I agree. He did an excellent job with his legs, I felt, uh, in that game. But they did a good job at least corralling the passing game outside of that one pass that Trace McSorley hit Hollywood uh, Brown on. Yeah. Um, you know, that, but which, which was a great play. You know, I can't fault them for making that play. I can't take that mm-hmm. play out of the stats. just Because a lot of people say, well, if you take that play out of the stats, you only had eight yards. It's like, but he made the play. Yeah. <laughs> he made a fantastic play. That's a play. ridiculous right argument. League. Yeah. So, <laughs> so uh, you know, I, I can't them on that but the Steelers did a great job against the pass they didn't Mm -hmm. you know of course the pick six with with Hayden as well with something we definitely have to mention and yeah you know just it was a hard-fought game and on the ground too this is a a team that killed us for 280 yards the last time to hold them to right around 120 and change yes Mm -hmm. (laughs) it means that you can get yeah it means they're right around 200 yards of total offense so Mm -hmm. that is a you know Steelers are going to win this this if they're going to win a Super Bowl it's going to be with their defense the defense, their defensive scheme and with the ball control pass attack by Ben Roethlisberger
1: yep and just to briefly touch on that interception that uh, Joe Hayden had mm-hmm. I thought it was Minka Fitzpatrick at first because <laughs> of how dialed into the ball he was yes. I did I didn't know who it was until I saw his numbers and I really thought it was I thought it was Minka because that it just seemed like that intuition carried him right into the, into the
0: lane. he almost he almost had his one a little bit later on in the game jordan Uh he did he he ended up jumping that route i thought for sure he was going to be taken off with it and he dropped it but yeah you're right that was that robber root look read that he was supposed to take the number two receiver if he cut out and and joe hayden ran off his guy ball came on the out and he was taken off it was a gorgeous gorgeous catch and run i mean he almost kind of fell on his own as soon as he caught it collected himself and then made it to the end zone so it was just a i know was at least for Wednesday football that was the, the probably loudest i cheered all game <laughs>
1: same i was out of my seat i was so excited
0: the wait is finally over football is back you might not be at the game this year but you can still be in on the action at bet online bet online is going the extra mile to make sure that you can get in on every possible chance to win this season from game spreads and totals to team player and coaching props BetOnline gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering wins, division, and championship futures all day, every day. Head to BetOnline today to take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Don't forget to use the promo code BLUEWIRE at betonline.ag. That's blue wire, all one word. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. 2020 has already reshaped how we work, and it's almost over. Businesses across the globe are challenged to be their most efficient, which means every hire is critical. Indeed is here to help. Indeed is the number one job site in the world for more total visits than any other job site, according to Comscore. Indeed helps you find quality candidates quickly so you can focus on hiring the person you need to keep your business going. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what you need, you can pause your account at any time, and there are no long-term contracts. And now Indeed's new way of matching you with candidates instantly delivers a short list of quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed's match your job criteria that you can contact the moment you sponsor a job making Indeed the only job site that can move as fast as you do. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. Try Indeed out with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. This is their best offer available anywhere. Go right now to indeed.com slash blue wire terms and conditions apply offered valid through December 31st and looking at the injuries and how we're looking coming down the stretch um Tewitt and Hawkins have a chance of playing the game on Monday Butler says he's expecting to have to it which means it sounds like he might be kind of feeling better right now so if he's three days removed from having symptoms and he tests negative he's going to be playing on Monday so awesome. that would be a big, a big person. and He wouldn't have been able to play on Sunday, which is great. That mm-hmm. extra day gives he and Hawkins a chance to come back and possibly Connor as well. Um, Pouncy is definitely out because he tested right before the game on Wednesday, but yeah. he's eligible for the following game if he's symptom-free. Injury-wise, obviously we, wa- we unfortunately lost Bud Dupree for the year with that knee. Uh, he's already on injured reserve. They called up. Antoine Brooks as the lateral move. So he's on the roster. Every single Steeler draft picked is rostered this year. That hasn't happened in a long time. So Carlos
1: Davis see. is on the roster.
0: Yeah, I, I believe good he's, for him. He's still, he's been rostered for quite a few weeks. I don't know if we dropped him back down. I'll check that in a second, but he had been rostered. Uh, earlier. Yeah, he's up. Yep. Okay. Good for yep. him. Yep. So the entire Everybody is rostered that was drafted. Uh, Jalen Samuels is still nursing his quad. They came out with the virtual uh, practice from yesterday and said that he would have been limited had they had practice. We'll see today how he does. Steven Nelson also getting an MRI on his knee is concerning. Mm -hmm. He didn't miss any time in the game. I watched the game. I didn't see a spot where he could have gotten hurt. I'm hoping it's just swelling or discomfort, and they're checking it out. Mm -hmm. So, you know, worst-case scenario – it's nothing uh, or worst case scenario maybe it's orthoscopic you might miss a couple couple weeks best case scenario is you know it's oh my gosh that's sorry i got a phone call there while i was <laughs> while everything else is going love on. it yeah but you know best case scenarios it's nothing and he can come back and practice yeah. hopefully by the end of the week and be ready for the game I'm just happy with the, the depth of this defense. Now, you know, mm-hmm. I'm still fine with Sutton coming in, being able to help out on the edge. And if not, you know, Justin Lane is showing he can hold down the edge as well. And mm-hmm. the, the times that he's gotten on field.
1: Yeah. And he's looked really good on special teams as well. I've yeah. liked, I've liked watching him on, on that side of the ball because he really does give a great
0: effort every down. Oh, and game balls. We forgot to do. Who is your offensive mm-hmm. game ball from this game? Jordan.
1: I have to give it to the whole offensive line because yeah. with okay. Pouncy out and then with a four going out, mm-hmm. they they had to call up some guys and they stepped in and with the exception of, of a couple plays where there was some pressure on Ben, yeah, they no sacks. They kept yep they kept him protected and that's all that matters. And they looked. Solid, and that's really all you can ask for. Guys who are stepping in last minute,
0: and that's well said too. I really liked Kevin Dotson's role as mm-hmm. well. They brought they brought out Dotson to play left guard for the plays that a core four missed because they moved Filer from left left guard to right tackle while core mm-hmm. four was out. And then once core four came back in, they swapped them back. But then Dotson came back out on the field for tackle eligible. Uh, extra tackle plays, so they, they didn't go to one of their tackles on the on the uh, on the, in the depth chart. They went with Dotson, a guard, yep. to come out for the extra tackle to play wide. So, you know, th- it seems like this guy's just about ready to do anything to help out this team. And you know, I want to see if his brother. When I interviewed him, I asked him, you know, how is your snapping? Have you snapped the ball? And he said, Well, this, the Steelers talked to me and they told me to get to start snapping and, and see what I can do. And he says i've got an advantage because my brother was the center in high school right next to me, so okay. I just, my my brother was my coach, and he and I snapped the ball a ton this off season, so it'll be interesting to see if he ever gets in into a center situation, but at least you know that's something else and an option where maybe moving forward maybe he becomes a center as opposed to becoming mm-hmm. a guard but It seems like he can do just about anything.
1: (laughs) Which is awesome. Yeah. I I love to see it. And it really speaks volumes of the amount of confidence that the coaching staff has in him, that they just toss him wherever they have a need.
0: Yeah. And my offensive game ball goes to Eric Ebron. He led the team in receiving yardage this past game. He had some huge, huge catches early in the game to keep the chains moving. Uh, and to get us in the situation to to be successful, and started you know really set the tone. Mm-hmm. I thought this was at least his his toughest game where he was really churning out some tough yardage and contested catches. Yeah, he had a couple drops, but I at least want to give everybody him credit did where yeah everybody seemed like had the dropsies that game. But um, defensive side of the football, then who gets your game ball?
1: Joe Hayden for sure. So, Without that pick six, yeah. yeah, the whole game could be totally different and you're right he just the the vision that he had to know exactly where that ball was going to be but he didn't give away his own position he just (laughs) great play loved it
0: and my game ball goes to tj watt defensive player of the month player of the game two sacks i mean he's in another tackle for a loss the guy knows what he's doing and just makes splash plays every game doesn't matter what it is excellent he's doing it so Mm -hmm. We mentioned too that the Steelers now they're number two in the league in um, time of possession. And over, but over the last three weeks, they're still number two in the league in time of possession, even without a running game. But the number one team is the team we're going to be facing the Washington football, whatever's (laughs) the team formerly known as Washington Potomac Raiders, whoever they are. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Oh my gosh. It's, it's so confusing. I I have a hard time keeping, (laughs) keeping it straight in my brain.
0: People kept kept like abbreviating the WFT and I I had no idea what it meant. I'm like, what is, I know it still throws me off. Yeah. It took me a while. Like then again, I've lived in the Washington DC area for decades and I just figured out what like HTTR meant you know, <laughs> about two, three years ago, or two years ago. And that was hail to the old team name that they had. And now oh. it's, <laughs> but that was what all their, their fans would know. The Washington fans would throw up a hashtag HTTR, but now it's, you know, yep. WTF or WFT or <laughs> whatever they want to throw. Yeah, FT,
1: that, yeah. I think. Yep. Yeah. yeah but,
0: oh my but gosh. Honestly, at least though, this game is going to be a different kind of, battle for the Steelers because Steelers Mm -hmm. obviously are number one in sacks. Turns out that Washington Redskins are number three in the league in sacks. So they know how to get pressure. They've got an excellent front seven. Oh my
1: goodness. Chase Young terrifies me. Oh
0: gosh. Ah. (laughs) So this is going to be a real test for the offensive line and this fast pass attack, because Mm -hmm. that's what we've made for this fast pass attack is to counter these really, really good defensive lines that are going to be coming in and getting pressure on your quarterback. And that's getting that ball out in two seconds is stops them from being able to get to you in two and a half to three. Mm -hmm. So this is going to be the ultimate chess match to see if this style of football offensively with Ben Roethlisberger, getting the ball out quickly can counter this massive pass rush against what's going to be the toughest. This is the, this is the toughest pass rush we've seen since the Eagles Eagles are actually number two in the league. And uh, both teams in the uh, NFC East. I don't, I don't know if it's because uh, the Giants and Cowboys are really bad. <laughs> and yeah. They, they just rack up sacks against them. But it's it, – it's you can't credit it. You're saying Chase, Young is an excellent pass rusher. And, you know, they are legitimately – like I watch the team and they, I think they have legitimately have an excellent front seven.
1: They do. And I think that their entire team – is significantly better than their four and seven record. Yes, imply, and I think even from a a morale standpoint, having Alex Smith come back after that ridiculous injury, I think that really has the whole team just kind of playing on a different level mentally. And yeah, their defense is really solid, and with Pouncy still being out and fort- att- potentially being out, it yeah. it's gonna really require that our offensive line step up a- in a big way because the Ravens have an excellent defense, mm. but I th- I think that Washington's right up there with them with that front seven, and it's it'll be interesting. For sure, and I know that even there in the in the very limited amount of footage I've seen of him, their their running back J D McKissick looks pretty good, and yeah. <laughs> I think that even our defense is going to have to really step up with with Bud being out. Yeah, and to it hopefully being back will
0: yes that will help out really
1: solidify that line but mm-hmm. i think that this is going to be another one of those maybe not shootouts but back and forth maybe stalemate even i i feel like we're going to see a lot of four and out uh three and out um and just kind of handing the ball back. I don't know. I just, I have a feeling that we're going to see a lot of kind of, I'll give it to you. You give it right back. Yeah. Kind of thing.
0: Low scoring defensive. Football. Yeah. And I could see this being a defensive football game as well. Just a quick point. A Ak- core four is not listed on the injury report. He did come back to the game. He wasn't listed on the injury report yesterday. So it looks like he is. Fine. Oh, good. Great. So okay. no issues, at least for the core four aspect, but going back to the Washington football club, They've got, they've won their last two games. They beat the Bengals big, twenty to nine, and then they just killed the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. And you know, which was probably the only entertaining game to me, just because I want to see the Cowboys lose on Thanksgiving Day. Oh, so fun! That's uh, and they clobbered forty-one to sixteen. I mean, it was much closer until the end of the fourth quarter when they mm-hmm. like scored like two, three times there. And you know, the two times in like eight seconds. I think I went out to walk the dog and I came back. I'm like, how they score fourteen points? <laughs> <laughs> Crazy. So it's yeah, yeah. So it's just amazing to see that. Then they're so they can be dangerous. They've got a good quarterback back again. I the only problem I don't want to have is us rushing. You know, Alex Smith. It's we have a really mm. good pass rush. This guy's coming off what would have been a career-ending injury off of getting hit in the pocket. Mm-hmm. So you know, I'm kind of like apprehensive for him. Going yeah. into this game because he knows he has to get that ball out quickly, or at least rely on his running backs to carry the offense to keep the Steelers from climbing all over him. Because he is a pocket quarterback; he's not going to yeah, run he is. anymore. He is strictly a pocket quarterback now with mm-hmm. his reconstructed leg.
1: Yeah, I hopefully it, he'll, you know, he'll be okay. Yeah. But I also don't want the the Steelers to, you know take it too far the other direction where they're afraid to to breathe on him because yeah. of the situation that he's just coming out of but it, it'll it be interesting because yeah he doesn't he's not really a scrambler but it's it'll be a good matchup i think
0: it will and now it's time for the podcast for questions from steeler nation twitter if you got any questions you can throw it up here i'll answer some Facebook will be grabbing some from you as well. First one's going to be coming from SteelerNation.com forum. Uh, Matt Insomniac wants to say, um, obviously, they will just go with Highsmith, but in case they want to bring in a veteran pass rusher as insurance, do these names intrigue you? Cameron Wake, Terrell Suggs, Clay Matthews. Uh, I will add James Harrison. How how do you feel about any of these names uh, for possible depth replacements? To Bud Dupree.
1: I really don't know because I, I know that this is hypothetical yeah, and completely. we're talking about it as a hypothetical. Yes. And I know that the Steelers aren't going to go after any of them, which I think is the right decision. Hmm. But I think the only name that kind of intrigues me is Clay Matthews because mm-hmm. he he had the least amount of drop-off kind of yeah. at the at the tail end there. James Harrison played like – trash yeah. what, as his career went further on yeah, and like two
0: sacks in a year whereas yeah you're right clay had like eight in his last year so yeah
1: that's the only name that i'd be like no, maybe but it i don't think it adds what we need which is somebody who can rush the quarterback's sp- speed that level of speed yeah and just the older you get you tend to slow down and yeah, I would not want to see James Harrison come back. Not I ever, not. not even a hypothetical.
0: No. No. He was a bad locker room element and mm-hmm. did not help out even afterwards watching laughing at Mike Tomlin's press conference with Antonio Brown on social media. I'm I washed my hands with the guy at that point. I yep. mean it, Yeah, he's great for, you know, sports casting, but I don't want him back in the locker room. Nope. But should the Steelers bring anybody back? The veteran cost minimum cost for any of those guys is going to be at 100 0.05 million. And that prorates for five games being $328,000. So very cost effective to bring somebody in should they decide to do so. That's just the money aspect of it. If they think about that. <clears throat> uh, So here's a good question for you. So after missing the playoffs, the last two years, why doesn't it feel like Steeler nation as a fan base is very excited or happy about this team making the playoffs?
1: Hmm. I think it's just in our nature as Steelers fans to always find something to critique. Yeah, That's probably the nicest way I can say it. I am not sure. For me, at least, I can't speak for everybody. Mm. But for me, I'm a little apprehensive because the last couple seasons, even last year with, with Mason and Duck and that circus that we had going on, there was a brief moment of time where it looked like we could potentially get into the playoffs in a wild-card spot, yeah. and I got my hopes up, and then they were very quickly dashed. And I think for me, I, I do have to remind myself they're 11-0. Just yeah. be happy yep. about it. Be happy about it. Be happy about the fact that they could clinch a playoff spot but I'm also trying to not get too hopeful because my immediate thought after that is, well, they haven't clinched a playoff spot yet. And there's still five games left. So six games.
0: Yeah. Six. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Six. Games. No, five, five. You're right. Five, five left. Cause we're, we're no, Oh my goodness. Math. Yes, math <laughs> they're, <that> they're, really... <laughs> I know it gets confusing having 17 weeks, but 16 games played. Yep.
1: So far, the next Some, year, they yeah. going to screw
0: up. I think they add an extra game next year. So, but, Stop
1: changing things. Uh, uh,
0: you know, Steeler fans, they they expect to make the playoffs. I think that's probably mm-hmm. why they aren't super excited about the playoffs yet. They still haven't clinched, which is weird because, like, 11-0, you think you you usually clinch your division by that point. We obviously made it so Baltimore can't win, but if, mm-hmm. I think if we win and Cleveland loses, I think that might be another clinch. Um, but that would depend on what Cleveland happens this week. Uh, another question from Cooley man says, how different would discussion have been if Lamar Jackson had made the pass to Washington to pick up that first down late in the fourth quarter, or if it was Patrick Mahomes, Rogers or breeze. And I am 100% with the guy there. Actually, Jordan, I've got a video breakdown. Oh yes. <laughs> video uh- breakdown sharing the screen. So going in on this play specifically thrown Chris Collins worthless called it a <laughs> lollipop by Ben, and the point is he just couldn't lamented the fact that the Ravens couldn't make a play on this ball. But when you actually watch this play, you get to see that Ben actually threw it in the ball where only Washington's hands could get to it. So let's watch this play as it comes coming across the middle. The over Skycam will start oh, zooming in. And I will. I'll. I need to pull it back. I know they're they're going to show a replay on it here. Here is the super slow mo. Only his hands on the ball. The guy behind him is in trail position, trying to come up, and now gets to the point where he can make a play on the ball. A good, you know, step ahead of where that ball was. It was a perfectly thrown ball by Ben Roethlisberger. Any other quarterback, I'm with you, Cooley man. Any other quarterback, if that was Drew Brees, that was Aaron Rodgers the announcers would say look at that ball threading that needle between three three uh defenders that's a gunslinger out there doing that play making the play to win the game for his team and that's Uh, all ben roethlisberger does and just getting zero credit for it hey i'm fine i don't think ben cares about getting credit for anything at all at this point he's already got two super bowls he knows how to win Super bowls he knows he's playing well you know, to, to yeah. me, yeah, it sucks that they he didn't get their notoriety for it, and yeah, it's kind of like a a backhanded way to view our team on a national spotlight. But honestly, Ben should have gotten the kudos on that throw because it was through three defenders. Nobody else had a play on the ball. Fortunately, you know, Washington came up toward the football as well with his hands to make sure that he could use his yeah. body, which he's which was why he was drafted that big linebacker type, big build where he can keep his body and use that to shield off anybody coming behind him.
1: It was a beautiful throw and I think that we here in Pittsburgh and all of the Steelers fan base give Ben more than enough recognition. We make up for the the lack of national attention on him. And I it does piss me off sometimes because I think what is so hard about acknowledging when a guy is playing well? Why? Why do you have to let the fact that you don't like him
0: yeah.
1: impact the way that you talk about his game? But then I think it's kind of nice that it feels like he's our own like special little secret that <laughs> nobody else will ever really appreciate him for how great he is outside of our our unit of fans. Yeah. And that's that's fine with me because it's the pittsburgh way to kind of overcome lack of expectations or something i don't know
0: yeah and i'm getting some um messages up here on twitterverse coming in saying i'm trying to grow my beard i should start growing it out like kiesel i will do my best to do a kiesel beard that guy was insane how well he could do it um Mm -hmm. asking two quick question who of who of bud connor and juju stays and that i'm assuming you're asking about free agency there uh and duncan and for me it would be right now hands down juju probably is if you're going to keep one out of those three it's juju Un- unfortunately we knew bud dupree was going to cost too much uh he was kind of like on the way out it's why we drafted high smith and probably looking to draft somebody high to this the upcoming draft um, and Connor's replaceable. I mean, he's a great. I think he's a great running back. I think he's very diverse and does everything well, and has the mm-hmm. best stiff arm on the team, and is easily the, one of the best receivers out of the backfield that we have. Yeah. But, you know, it, when it comes down to having to pay somebody to keep him, Juju's a team leader. He's great in the community. He he does all the right stuff. He's a leader in the in the locker room right now. Says all the right things. I mean, he he's what you want to reward for a wide receiver on their second contract, uh, in my Absolutely. opinion. And that type of mindset could go a lot farther to keeping that entire wide receiver room focused. And you need a <laughs> focused room with the amount of time that they're seeing footballs from Ben Roethlisberger. For sure. Uh, Drink Iron City always has a great questions for us here at the end. And he was asking, you know, how's it going to look if we get, are the Ravens going to get fined? Are they going to get, you know any punishment i'm expecting big punishment uh for this past occurrence for covid because not only the steelers did the nfl lose, lose out on primetime thanksgiving day money which is the highest rated football game regular season of the year maybe the christmas game might be up there too but definitely primetime on thanksgiving you got a you got a captive audience that game was lost the following thursday game was lost but two primetime mm-hmm. game thursdays so that alone is going to gonna be warrant some good punishment definitely financial but i honestly think it should warrant some draft picks if if not one you know low draft pick to at least show that hey we're serious now if you guys can't keep your stuff in order and that's just a guy in the weight room that the conditioning coach just felt that his he he didn't need to follow the rules and guidelines Mm -hmm. of the nfl personally and put that entire team and the nfl at risk
1: it was pure negligence yeah. And I have a hard time believing that no one else in the organization knew that he was doing that. Yeah, and don't, obviously, you don't if you walk into the weight
0: room and see somebody yeah. without a mask on and not say something to him, yeah, or say something and to, to else. yeah,
1: and to knowingly hide your symptoms, this is
0: yes, yeah,
1: just unbelievable and egregious. And I think that with how quick the NFL was to dole out fines for coaches so much as removing their masks for a second on the sideline. Yeah. There, there needs to be some swift hammer of justice so that other teams know that they can't just do this crap and get away with it yeah. and not have to experience the consequences. This protocol was put in place so that stuff like this could be avoided. And because this virus moves so quickly and uncontrollably you yeah. can't you can't be doing stuff like that and have it affect the entire league yeah. for weeks and ex- and just not have to suffer the consequences
0: yes and dic also asks us three games and 12 games can't remember this occurrence ever and Actually, any time you're playing a Thursday game, it's usually in a 12-day window where you play a Sunday, Sunday, following Thursday. That's 12 days. So, yes, it, it normally occurs, but this is one of the first times where you play in that 12-game window and then you don't have a week and a half off. So Steelers mm-hmm. are going, like, right in on a sh- – sh- well, not on a short week, but once they get regulated past this Monday game and the Sunday game prior, they're just – Another seven days is the next game. They don't have 10 days off to get that extra mini buy to get healthy. And, and th- this is it. Steelers are full bore now until the end of the playoffs, unless they, they get the number one seed or they can mm-hmm. rest starters, because hopefully Casey drops one and Steelers keep winning. So <laughs> we'll,
1: yeah, we'll see how nice. that works
0: out. <laughs> and games. that's pretty much everything we've got here. What do we have on Facebook for questions? And while you're looking that up, Duncan asked, "Does Hilton stick around? I hope to hell Hilton still sticks around. Hilton's one of my absolute favorite people. Playing defense on this team, I think he's very diverse. He's real. He's like a linebacker in the run game. Even though he's five nine, he hits. He, he can tackle and he can rush the rush the passer better than any of our other cornerbacks or secondary people. Uh, you really want to have that type of player. And he's a complimentary player. He's up." also with Sutton Sutton's also up and they both give their strengths and weaknesses to tell you truth Sutton's is more coverage based he's starting to do better in the running attack but he does not have the skill that Mike Hilton has of breaking tackles sliding between tackles you know sliding between two tackles on screen passes to make plays on on get on the screen passes Mm -hmm. in the backfield that's the stuff that Hilton does you know Sutton makes the plays in the air. Hilton's making plays on the ground. So it's a tough decision. I would love to have him back. Fortunately, he's a nickel corner. Nickel corners don't get huge money the way outside corners get. But Steelers are so tight against it. They've got to keep one of them. And if you have to keep one of them, gosh, that, that's a tough decision even yeah, for me to tough. make. My heart wants to keep Hilton. But, mm-hmm. you know, Sutton is also very diverse in being able to play safety and the dime packages. It's a lose-lose situation, no matter how you're going to slice that one, Duncan, and uh, really hope they can find a way to keep them both.
1: That would be ideal for sure.
0: And you found anything there there on Facebook?
1: Yep. One question comes from Tony Oakleaf. It's interesting. Tony. I have two answers, but I'll read the question. Of the last remaining games, which would you prefer to lose before going into the playoffs?
0: Mine would be the Cleveland game. And I'll tell you why. And my reasoning for the Cleveland game is because if we're going to lose that game, it's at the point where I feel that we, you know, this might be an undefeated team going into the last week of the season, and we may rest starters in the Cleveland game. Mm. And we may lose the game because of it. And I personally wouldn't be upset. I know Steeler Nation would lose their minds if we lose being an undefeated team the last week of the season because Tomlin decides to rest starters but is the right move to be ready for the playoffs with only one team getting a buy. And even the Steelers, no matter what, we're going to have either the one or the two seed. So Mm -hmm. going into that Cleveland game, we're probably going to know if we need to win to get the one seed or not. And if we don't need to win to get the one seed, or we already locked out and we're going to be the two seed rest starters lose that game. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. Your thoughts. You have any different thoughts on that?
1: So, yes, I do have a different answer. Honestly, I would prefer to lose no games because I don't like <laughs> watching the Steelers lose. Me neither. <laughs> if, if we have to lose, yeah. if there if we know for sure there's one game we're losing, yep. my preference would be to lose this game against Washington well because said. it's an NFC matchup yep. or a, a matchup against a team in the NFC mm-hmm. from the worst division in the NFC, mm-hmm. and I don't want to lose to Phillip Rivers because... Not a big fan. I can't stand And I just don't <laughs> want to yeah, I want Ben to be able to say that he beat the only other remaining quarterback from his draft class. Yep. And well, first round. And yep. I don't I don't want to lose to the Bills because that is gonna have probably playoff implications because they're mm-hmm. playing so well. And I just don't want to lose to Cleveland. I don't like the Browns. And even if we do rust our starters, I don't eh. I don't ever want to have them be able to say that they beat us. So that's, that's my thought behind it. I would rather lose to an NFC team than anybody in the AFC, whenever everything is so close over in the AFC.
0: Perfect. And that's, that's the way, because even losing to Washington, if the Steelers went out, they're the number one seed, no matter Mm -hmm. what. And you're right. That's the type. That's the way tie breaks go. Another question there.
1: That was the only one, actually. Oh, wow. It's been quiet one on see. Facebook yeah.
0: today. Mm-hmm. Usually we have Anthony Laird up, up too, but Anthony, hope you're doing well. See you probably next week on the podcast. But I know this is a tough day, us being on a Friday when normally we do Tuesdays, yeah. which we will be back next Tuesday, two o'clock on the podcast. It may be Jordan. It may be Hunter. We never know. Who knows? We never <laughs> know what's going to go on, but it's definitely going to be me. And I will be there on the podcast <laughs> Wonderful. next Tuesday. So Jordan, thank you very, very much for joining us on the show, lending your talents and your well thought out arguments to Steeler nation for the best podcast, in my opinion, for Steeler fans. And um, anybody who wants to follow Jordan, please social media, Twitter and Instagram at Fidge That's, F I D G E N E W T O N. Sorry, it's at, at Fidge Newton. There's no dot com about Twitter. it on a website. <laughs> <laughs> I was going off my memory. I have your, uh, I have your handle memorized. So there you we nice. go. But, well, but, thank
1: you for having me. I always love whenever I can hop on and chat with you.
0: You're very, very welcome. And I know I will be having you back again soon. <laughs> Wonderful. I'm looking forward to it already. Cool. See you soon. Thanks, Jordan. See ya. Bye. <laughs> Steeler Nation, visit our title sponsor, Total Sports Enterprises on Twitter to be part of their signed merch giveaways done every week at TotalSportsENT. Jump on their website right now for 45% off the entire site at www.tseshop.com. You too can get great unique gifts on the SteelerNation.com gear page like this awesome shirt I have on today, Steeler Nation, established 1933 just going over click on the gear page click on the apparel page Evidently, we have two buttons that you can get to it so click there find some great shirts they make awesome gifts they're nice and soft i love the feel of these this is a this fits me well good cuts steelernation.com gear page get yourself all geared up for the ultimate tailgate and hopefully toward a super bowl this year because that would be the greatest gift of all SteelerNation.com is the best site for fast, unique Steelers content on the internet. Click the podcast button to listen to one of our many interviews, or click the forum button for the best football discussion on the web. Subscribe to SteelerNation.com on YouTube, which this will be replayed on YouTube as well, and to be the first to know about our video uploads, www.youtube.com slash C SteelerNation. Tweet us at Steeler Nation, Instagram us at SteelerNation.com, follow the Steeler Nation podcast on Twitter at underscore SN Podcast, which you're doing right here. Thank you very much, Steeler Nation, or on our Instagram at Steeler Nation Podcast, or you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at SN Striker, Striker spelled with a Y. Thanks for joining us again for the SteelerNation.com podcast, sponsored by Total Sports Enterprises. I'm your host, G. Stryker, with Jordan DeFigio rooting along with you, as always. Go Steelers! For the ones who know that a little late is always too late, and that the clock doesn't stop just because you're missing a part, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, and our KeepStock inventory management solutions help ensure you have the right stuff in the right place at exactly the right time. Visit Granger.com slash to learn more. Granger for the ones who get it done.